Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. All right. On this podcast, what I want to talk about is an era. Uh, I think we all go through certain eras, certain points in their lives. Uh, For me, it was a club era. I had my club era, club run, if you will. Uh, The time where I would, you know, frequent the clubs. (laughs) So I got some stories to tell you. First, let me drop the theme music and we'll get the podcast jumping. Let's get it. As I mentioned at the top, man, um, we're talking about, you can find me in the club. Well, technically you can't, but at one point in time, you actually could. (laughs) I I would hit the clubs pretty frequently, man. Um, And I think like my club era probably went from college uh, up until probably about, and so that, so I'm talking like maybe from like 90 90, I say like 92 up until like maybe 2005 ish, somewhere around there. Um, <laughs> so I had a good run, right? Um, but uh, obviously, you know, when you're in college, you know, people, you, you expect me to go to clubs. Um, but I moved uh, here from college, I went to college at South Carolina State University, and uh, I left Orangeburg, South Carolina, and I moved. Uh, here to the city of Atlanta uh, in July of 1997. So it's been 20 years since I've been here. Um, and yeah, those first, you know, few, first few years was, you know, the club scene was really, <laughs> it was really crazy. Um, and I think like for me, it, it was at first, it was just something new. Because um, like when I first moved here, uh, me and my, my my boy, we moved together, my boy Jay Fresh, we didn't know anybody. So and I wasn't married, didn't have any kids. So, you know, you're a bachelor in a new city. You got a pocket full of money. What are, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> you're going to party, right? And so, um, so yeah, the club. So for me, going to clubs was, you know, it was like a frequent occurrence, if you will. Um, and I just remember like, you know, like I said, being single and not having any kids, uh, you know, you would do it so frequent, like I, perfect example, like again, Jay Fresh and my roommate Fresh would come to the crib. It's it's a Tuesday night. Yo, man, this party going on at such and such and such. All right, let's go. <laughs> I mean, like there was no hesitation. There was no, you know, oh, man, I got to write this blog post or hey, I got to, you know, got this presentation at work tomorrow. Nah, it was screw all that, man. We hit the club. And so like, we went out so frequent because we again we were trying to familiar familiarize ourselves with the city, um, and Atlanta was you know a booming city at least to us it was at that particular time in 1997. So um, you know so we we had to do that. So you know it would be nothing for me to go out Monday night, 
Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday nights were usually the only nights that we didn't go out. Um, and then sometimes Jay Fresh would go out Sunday nights. I, I'd be like, nah, I'm chilling. And, you know, I was so much younger. So you're not, you know, you're not as tired and recovery ain't the same. You know, you don't have to spend all day. And then, you know, and I've, I've said this before on previous podcasts, like I'm not much of a drinker. So I would. So me going to the clubs was never about me going to get drunk because that doesn't happen. Um, but it, it would just be about the mood, the atmosphere and the vibe of the club. That's what I really, really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the music, really enjoyed the vibe of the clubs that I was going to. Um, so, yeah, man. So it was uh, so, you know, the club, it, it, I hit it pretty hard <laughs> to say the least. Um, nonetheless, fast forward, you know, beyond that time, uh, got married, uh, had a kid. Uh, oh, actually, had a kid, got married, had another kid, had another kid, had another kid. Uh, so anyway, my wife and I, we have four kids. Uh, we have four kids because we don't want five, right? So, um, but even after I got married, what was interesting was like, I remember people saying like, yo, man, you're going to get married. You ain't going back to the clubs. Like that wasn't supposed to happen. And, you know, quite the contrary, I would go to clubs, you know, my friends, and sometimes I would go to my wife and, you know, have a ball. And what was interesting was like, you know, she wasn't a woman and still isn't a woman that would trip on something like that because she knows who I am. Like, I'm not going to the club to try to find somebody. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to the club to try to holler at somebody. Although I will say this much. Um, one thing that I did learn and I learned very quickly was that just because you're married and you're in the club, uh, it doesn't mean that women won't hit on you uh, because they do. <laughs> I learned that very quickly. I mean, like you're talking to a woman, you know, you, you, you're standing by the bar, whatever. Next thing you know, first thing she does, look down at your left hand. Uh, yeah, you know what time it is. So anyway, like I said, so that that never I mean, that that didn't stop women from hitting on it. But, you know, you, you, you know how to play that kind of stuff. Um, nonetheless. Uh, so even after I got married, I still would, you know, go to I wouldn't go as frequent uh, once, you know, once I settled down, per se. Um, no, I would not. It wouldn't be a, a everyday thing like I was with, when I was living with Jay Fresh. But um, but I would still go to clubs, you know, probably I'd say maybe twice a month, you know. Um, and so, uh, you know, so I would and I would always go with the same crew. Uh, it would either be Jay Fresh or, you know, my boy Steve or Clark or whomever. Um, never, you know, I never, never was into going to clubs with like different people who I didn't know or going to clubs to meet other friends or anything like that. That gen generally didn't work for me. I like to go with my friends and my crew. So, you know, you know who you, you know, who you're with. You ain't got to worry about nothing. You know that you're not. I, I know that the crew that I ran with weren't a bunch of hotheads so it wasn't like something was gonna pop off and we were gonna have to start fighting or something like that because you know I, I, I roll with cats who didn't get down like that um nonetheless man clubs were really, were really really interesting to say the least I remember the first time that I went to a club um with my wife she was my girl at the time she was still in school in South Carolina she came down and we went to club 112 where the players dwell <laughs> so we went to 112 
And it was weird because we had gone to parties together, uh, but we had never gone to a club together. So this was our first, like, quote unquote, official, you know, uh, going to a club. And it just felt weird. I don't know why. And to this day, I can't really tell you why it felt. Because, again, it wasn't like I was in there trying to holler at anybody. It wasn't like she was trying to holler at anybody. But we came to the club together and we left the club together. And, you know, we had a good time, but it just felt weird having her there. I don't know why. Um, You know, nonetheless, that was the first time. And then obviously, you know, we would do that more and more as the time goes on. But uh, 112 was, you know, really, really popping back then. So was Club SO here in the city of Atlanta. And um, and so, you know, I got a chance to at that particular time, I was and still am. A huge hip hop fan, and uh, Atlanta had in the early in the late '90s, early 2000s had a really really buzzing underground hip hop scene. So a lot of times I would go to these underground hip hop clubs just to hear underground acts, and or I would go hear battles and stuff like that. So I was really really entranced in that. I like I was <laughs> my friends at the time called me uh, you know a backpack rap rap fan. You know like I love those backpack rappers. Uh, which is true, but you know, I mean, I love all kind of rappers, but I mean, but at that particular time, man, the backpack rap was, was dope and they had a really, really dope scene here in Atlanta. Uh, I really can't speak too much to the hip hop scene, uh, of Atlanta right now. Cause I have no clues of what these fools are talking about, but that's another story for another day. Nonetheless. So the clubs were really, that was my, 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 my draw to the clubs. So I would go to clubs, hang out and just have a good time. Um, but you know, over the years, you know, things kind of changed and, you know, uh, the music changed and, you know, I changed and, you know, just going out and staying out to two, three o'clock in the morning, uh, just wasn't a move, man. It was just like the, as you, and then you get older, you know, and stuff isn't as, as important. And I remember, you know, being at a club one night and I was just like, man, I wish my wife was here. And it wasn't because like I needed her or anything like that, but I just it would have I thought the experience that I was having like it would have been dope for me to have her with me as opposed to her being at home. And I told her about it. And so like at that particular time I was like, you know what man, that along with, you know, like I said the recovery time, <laughs> you know, trying to get up the next morning and and I'm not I'm not a person who lay around in the bed or anything like that. So I was like, you know what, man, maybe I might need to kind of chill on the club. So I stopped going. You know, it was it was a gradual thing. It wasn't something that happened overnight. Um, but uh, over a period of time, man, I just learned some things. Uh, I saw a lot of things. Um, and it's, it's just some things you just can't do in a club. And um, like, for instance, if you're going to a club, don't try to introduce somebody in the club. I mean, like, that is like one of the hardest things to do, trying to introduce somebody to somebody else in the club. Oh, hey, this is my girlfriend, such and such. It's loud music in the club. So trying to introduce somebody to somebody else in the club while the music's playing, when it's loud, um, nah, not a, not a good idea. Um, and I think probably this is something that happens more often right now than it did back in the mid 2000s um taking pictures i mean don't take pictures in a club man for one 
it's dark. <laughs> Most clubs are dark and, you know, are darkly lit and they're darkly lit for a reason. So, no, you, you don't take pictures in the club. And I understand why people do it. But, you know, you want to post it on Instagram, Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, whatever the case may be. But, um, yeah, man, that's probably not a good idea. Um, you know what? Another thing that used to happen to me a lot was people would get drunk and then like you tell them where you work or who you work for or something like that and they want to talk business uh, it's kind of hard for me to talk business with you if you're drunk yo man i'm trying to do this right here you know what i'm saying let me get you uh you you got a business card yo for real for real <laughs> Can't do it, man. You can't talk business when you're drunk. Um, another thing that I used to see and happen all the time in the club, uh, fellas, and I, I, I stand guilty as charged as I say this. Don't grab ass in the crowd. <laughs> you know how like you're walking, maybe you're walking through the bathroom and, and it's really, really crowded and you just, you know, the woman's in front of you, just grab her ass, you know, and then you look the other way like you didn't do it, because, I mean, what's she going to say, it's like five other guys surrounding, you know, she she doesn't know who did it, she just knows somebody grabbed ass, don't grab ass, oh, oh, and another one, don't, fellas, don't grab the woman by the arm, or ladies, don't grab men, don't grab, just, nobody wants to be yanked on, I mean, you can say excuse me, or hello, or something, but nah, don't, don't grab people by the arm, um, and you know, and another thing that kind of turned me off of the clubs over a period of time was the music started to change. And like for me, when I go to clubs, especially back then, I want to dance. And I mean, like I really, because my thing is, if if I paid, <laughs> I paid twenty dollars to get in, I paid another fifteen for parking. Uh, you know, these high ass drinks. You know, I probably, I'm probably dropping about a hundred dollars. You know, just on gp you know if i if i buy a round or two for the for the, for the crew you know so a hundred dollars 150 dollars could go pretty quickly in a club so and i'm not even talking about you know trying to go to some vip section to get bottles i'm not psh, I ain't doing that shit <laughs> but nonetheless um so yeah man so i so over a period of time like i'm i i, I want to dance so I'm strictly going to the club and I want to dance. I want to have a good time. So I want to hear good music. Uh, I want to hear, you know, throw on that old school hip hop. I, of course, you, anybody knows me knows that's going to get me on the floor. I'm going to do the WAP. You know, I'm, I, I want to have a good time. Throw on some Eric B for president. You know, whatever the case may be. I want to have a good time. I want to dance. I want to, you know, play that 90s set, play those 80s, um, whatever. Play reggae. I, I'm cool with reggae. I've. I've kind of, you know, I, I didn't like reggae when I got to college. I'll be honest. Uh, I couldn't stand reggae music. But, you know, I've, I've acquired a taste for reggae. I'll dance to reggae. Um, uh, when you play the Cupid Shuffle or the Electric Slide or the Wobble, I'm getting the hell off the dance floor, right? <laughs> I, I can't. I just, I can't. I, I'm not with the line dancers, man. Y'all can have it. Uh, never been a fan probably won't ever be a fan of your uh black line dances <laughs> um oh another thing too that i just thought of speaking of dancing uh 
I've often seen in the clubs, you know, the phenomenon of women, dan- women dancing with each other. Can somebody please explain this to me? Because I thought the premise was, was to go to the club to dance with men. You know, now if you, if that's how you get down, it's different, but you know, I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about the people who, you know, you got five women and they're in a circle and they're just dancing with each other. But when a guy comes up and starts dancing near or behind them, they try to clown the dude. Um, not cool. Not cool at all. Uh, so please somebody, you know, hit me up. Um, you can drop a comment on SoundCloud or Stitcher, or you can, uh, shoot me a tweet at 12 Kyle, the number one, two K Y L E. Um, please explain ladies, please explain why you dance in a circle and don't dance with other men. Um, so yeah, I didn't understand that phenomenon over a period of time. And then really, to be honest, as far as the dancing aspect of it over a period of time, the, uh, the DJs really got to be whack and a lot of the music that started to get played, uh, I did I really didn't, I couldn't rock out to it. I mean, like, especially like here in Atlanta where the music scene changed, it seemed like it changed relatively quickly, but I think it was a gradual thing. Um, when the clubs that I was going to started playing more of the local rappers and there were, you know, that snap rap and all of that other stuff, the dope boy stuff. I mean, that stuff is different to listen to, but I don't want to hear Young Jock in the club. I don't want to hear Young Jock B-sides <laughs> or little scrappy B-sides. You know, nah, um, I'm good, bro. You, you, can, you, can, you can play that. I just, I, I'm not going to be in your club listening to that. So the whack DJs and the whack songs really kind of drove me away from the club. Um, now, when I get out, I will say this much. There's some songs that I want to hear. You throw on, let's say, um, Lil John. <laughs> you throw some Lil John. I might a town stomp with you. <laughs> Actually, I probably will a town stomp with you. Um, shout out to my boy Clark. We stomped a hole in Club Dragonfly one night doing a town stomp. Um, but that's <laughs> that's another story for another day. Uh. But yeah, so, you know, I want to hear certain songs. I want to hear a certain vibe. Like, again, it goes back to the vibe of the club. That was one of the reasons why I like going to clubs, because I enjoyed the vibe in that particular club that I was going to. Uh, after when it got to the point where the vibe changed, you know, I realized that it really, really wasn't for me. Um, another thing, you know, that I think about when I think about being in the club, uh, one of the funniest moments is and I, here's a bit of advice to, to everybody listening. Uh, don't fall asleep in the club. <laughs> I know that's easier said than done. You had a hard day's work, you know, you're drinking, of course you're tired, you know, you might want to fall asleep. Uh, case in point, I remember one time, uh, me and my man, Jay Fresh, we went to this club club called Club Esso. Uh, it's no longer around. Anyway, so we're here in it's downtown Atlanta. Um, so Fresh didn't like okay they had three different levels and on the main level was you know they were playing hip-hop i think like they're at i think at the upper level they were playing like salsa or something like that and then downstairs in the basement they were playing uh they were playing reggae right so fresh was like man i'm going downstairs he didn't want to he didn't like the set that the dj was playing uh, as far as hip-hop so he goes downstairs right and he, he's, he's like, I'm going to be sitting on this couch. So he's sitting on this couch. 
And so I'm like, okay. So I'm dancing or whatever. I'm having a good time. And then I go downstairs and I see him. And I'm like, I'll be back. We make eye contact and I'm like, yo, I'll be back. So I go back upstairs. I dance some more. Man, I'm dancing maybe about, I don't know, 30 minutes. And I come back downstairs and I see uh, Jay Fresh still sitting on the couch. But I can only see the back of his head from where I'm standing. And from where I'm standing, Jay Fresh has one, two, three women on his left, three women on his right. And these were by far six of the most beautiful women in the club. So I'm like, yo, Jay Fresh just scored in and got he got some dimes sitting around him. So I'm like, okay, he got to be over there spitting game, right? I walk over there. This dude is knocked out. <laughs> he had no clue. And I was like, yo, is my boy okay? She was like, yeah, he good, he good. You know, we we, we not going to bother him. I was like, no, I, said, I ain't worried about y'all bothering him. I said, do you want me to wake him up? And she was like, no, no, we got him, we got him like that. So I'm like, okay, they're going to take care of him. And so uh, maybe about 10 minutes passed by and Jay Fresh comes upstairs or whatever. Like He's like, yo, you ready to bounce? I'm like, yeah, we can bounce. And I was like, so what's up with those women? He was like, what women? I was like, the women that were sitting around you, would you believe that he had no clue that he, you know, that these beautiful women were sitting around him? And not only that, but when he woke up, they left him sitting there. Right. (laughs) So, of course, he was mad that, you know, he missed out on hollering at some dimes. So, yeah, don't fall asleep in the club that, you know, you don't want to do that. Um, Another uh, PSA. Uh, for the fellas about being in the club and one thing that i could not do now i again i'm i'm a i'm a moderate drinker i'm not a heavy drinker or anything like that uh i did go through my my phase where i like drinking martinis and i still like a good martini uh but fellas uh, you can't order more you can't order martinis in the club you just can't because they're going to give it to you in a martini glass and a guy drinking out of a martini glass does not look cool period ladies you don't understand and i know i know that you're sitting there you're listening and you're like what is he talking about i'm telling you facts guys cannot order martinis from a bar now if you're at uh, excuse me a bar in a club if you're at home or you're at a house set or you're some little cool out spot that's different um but in a club nah man can't do it can't do it uh, you cannot order a martini unless somehow you can convince the bartender to put the martini in a beer mug. Not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, and another thing. Oh, before I forget about it. Uh, bathroom attendants. I don't understand the purpose of a bathroom attendant. I mean, like if I'm 30 years old, I know how to get to the bathroom. I know how to use the bathroom without using the bathroom on myself. Uh, I don't need you standing there, turning the water on for me, handing me a hand towel, handing me soap. Bruh, I can do this myself. So, and I know that they're in there to get money and the whole nine. I've never, ever, ever paid a bathroom attendant a dime. <laughs> you can call me cheap, you can call me whatever, I don't care. I. Dude, you're just standing there. I, I don't need you to help. I don't need you. I don't need your mints. 
I don't need anything. I don't need a bathroom attendant. Again, I've been going to the bathroom on my own probably since I was one years old. So, you know, ever since then, I've been good. So I don't necessarily need your help. Um, before I get out of here, man, a couple of quick stories, uh, club stories that I remember. Uh, first one involved me uh, at a club called Club 559 uh, here in Atlanta. And I think probably I had been there maybe 20 minutes. And I don't think I've ever been somewhere for such a short period of time and feared for my life. (sighs) When I tell you, this club was the most hood club I have ever been in my life. Um, I went in there, messed around with one of my boys uh, who went to meet another woman. So he went there to meet some other woman. And he was like, yo, he was like, yo, just meet me there, blah, 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 blah. And I had heard all of this stuff about 559. And I'm like, okay, it's cool. I can hit it. You know, and I was relatively young. So it wasn't like, you know, I mean, like, I think this was like 99. So I was, you know, I was still, still a young buck. (laughs) So nonetheless, get up in the 559, man. And this woman approaches me. And um, the first thing she said was, she said, hello. And she told me what her name was. Her name was Stephanie. And she said, Shot, are you from around here? Her? I mean, like, I didn't know what she said. Because she said it so southwestern. <laughs> she said it so southwest West Atlanta-ish that I didn't understand. So I, said, I was like, excuse me? Shawty, are you from around here? You must not be from around here, Shawty. Uh, no, I'm not, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from South Carolina. Where you from? I'm from Southwest. Okay. Okay. And so she she began to talk or whatever like that. And I did not notice it at, at first. But then I looked into her mouth and she had like three gold teeth. Um, not to mention, you know, a nice pink weave ponytail uh, that, you know, kind of coincided with her uh hazel blue eyes (laughs) even though her complexion was almost as dark as mine uh yeah so i got this chick hollering at me and in the meantime my boy is nowhere to be found in this club and like you're like you gonna buy me a drink uh sure what you want she wanted um and i should have known better than to buy her a drink um but she wanted a heineken so I was like, okay, I'll give you a Heineken. And I gave her a Heineken. I bought her a Heineken. So we're standing there talking or whatever. And the music's loud. And they're playing the most hood Atlanta rap you, you could ever think. They were playing rappers that I'd never even heard of. And so uh, she goes on to tell me this story about how she had just broken up with a boyfriend. And a boyfriend was cheating on her with some girl or something like that. Um make a long story short about 10 minutes into the conversation she excuses herself from the conversation she goes over to the other side of the club now i don't see this i I find this out later but apparently she saw the girl who had been cheating with her ex-boyfriend and she proceeds to hit her upside the head with the heineken bottle bottle that i just purchased for her so a fight breaks out 
okay, I'm gone. Because <laughs> I learned a long time, a long time ago when I was in college, anytime a fight breaks out in the club, you got to leave, you know, because there's nothing good that's going to come of that. And so they turn the lights on and I'm like, and I kind of see through the crowd. And I mean, like, she's over there scrapping with this girl. I'm like, yo, I got to go. So I get the hell out of there. So, yeah, that was my one and only visit to the fight. I mean, like, I never felt comfortable in that spot. Um, And I'm not like a scary person, but like, I, I do believe that, you know, we all should be aware of our surroundings. I'm pretty sure. Oh, and I forgot to mention that. Um. I'm pretty sure that everybody that was in the club didn't get frisked to get in the club. Uh, and and uh, so I was pretty sure there was some guns in the club. Nah, bro. You start fighting. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so that was one story. And the other story, other club story that will never be uh, not funny to me. Um, I was working at this uh, company and <laughs> I was <laughs> One of, the, one of my coworkers, he had had like this, uh, he'd had a couple of successful months, if you will, as far as his sales go. Uh, in fact, I think like on three consecutive months, he got $20,000. So the month of May, June and July, he got $60,000, right? So I think this was in like June or something. No, this might've been July. So we, so he was like, yo, man, we're going to Club Visions. We're going to celebrate, man. We're going to celebrate. And I'm like, okay. He's like, yo, you coming? I was like, and I, I don't really know this guy like that. I know him. He's cool. He was a Panamanian kid. And, you know, I was like, all right, cool. So me and a bunch of other dudes from work, you know, we go to Club Visions. And Visions was the, like, the premier club in the city at that particular time. Shout out to Visions. Man. I had a lot of great nights in Visions. Um, So we get to the club and, um, you know, I get there. I don't see the, the kid's name was V. I don't see V or anybody else from work. So, I was kind of walking around and I saw one of my coworkers. He was like, yo, he was like, yo, uh, V and the rest of the fellas are up in VIP and the VIP set section sat above the club. So like you could kind of look down on the people and the VIP section was just almost just as high as the DJ booth. Anyway, so he it was like, yo, you know, they're in VIP. You want to come up? And I was like, yeah. I said, what are we going to have to do to get up? He was like, just walk over there. So we walked over, security guard let us in. So we went up to the VIP section. So now keep in mind in all these years of going to the club i had never been in the vip section wasn't no big deal i mean you know, I, I don't care one way or the other <laughs> but i'd never been in a vip section so i get in the section and v has this huge section of the vip and there's like three tables and on the tables every kind of wine champagne liquor that you could think of juice anything that you wanted was right there and so V was like, yo, man, drink up, drink up. We're going to have a ball. He's got this Spanish accent. We're going to have a ball, man. We're going to have a ball party tonight on me, on me. Okay. <laughs> you know, if you're giving away free liquor, I mean, like, who's going to turn down free liquor? Uh, definitely not me, right? So anyway, make a long story short, we're about, I don't know, 13 deep up in VIP. And I remember seeing... I looked out of the corner of my eye and I remember seeing Robert Ori, uh, who's playing with the Spurs at the time. And like Robert Ori's up there and he's by himself and he's looking over at us like, yo, who are these dudes? Like, cause you know, we were like, we were probably maybe about 15 deep. We were 15 deep, but the, the dudes from work started kind of getting kind of wild. And the wildest one was V. Now again, he had already paid for all this liquor and I'm looking and I'm 
doing the math in my head between the champagne and the and everything it's probably about three grand worth of liquor on the table already but it's a v v's got it you know what i'm saying he just just checked 20 grand that day we just gotten paid that day too so you know i guess you know he felt good about it um <laughs> nonetheless so v start v, you know of course women are up there with us and everything so v starts dancing with this girl and v is getting a little frisky if you will so v is like rubbing all on her chest you know trying to stick his hand on her pants and she's not stopping him because she's enjoying the vibe because the music was crazy i mean like we were having a great time but the security guard walks over and like look man you, you can't be groping her like that and v was like okay okay and but v, by this time and i got to the club maybe an hour later than everybody else by this time v was like blitz like he was slizzard for real right so this goes on maybe about another 10 15 minutes and V's back up on the chick again. He's like grinding on her and just run. I mean, it wasn't the fact he was grinding on her, but it was the fact he was rubbing all over her. And like people were watching. And like there were people on the dance floor that could look up in the VIP and could see him. So like so security guard walks over and he grabs V and pulls him away from the girl. He's like, look, man, I told you once. You can't keep doing this. He's like, you do this again, I'm going to have to throw you out. And so V is like, all right, man, all right. So I guess... Man, five minutes go by. <laughs> and V's like, I guess he gets at it again. So this time he's trying to like, she had a thong on. And he's like pulling on the thong and, you know, smacking on the ass. And he's like digging in her pants. And so, <laughs> security guard, <laughs> he grabs V. And he lifts him up like from the back of his jacket and his pants. And proceeds to walk him to the back door and he got thrown out of the club and if you want to see how he he looked when he got thrown out of the club remember how uncle phil used to throw jazzy jeff out of the uh, house on the fresh prince of bel-air show it was just like that and v gets thrown out of the club now meanwhile we've got three thousand dollars worth of liquor still here um just because v got kicked out doesn't mean that the liquor can't get uh <laughs> consumed right so we proceeded to laugh at V, which was a lie because I thought it was funny. I, now, maybe I'm not right for laughing because I was laughing and then drinking up his liquor. But I thought it was hilarious, man. I mean, he warned him three times. Oh, and by the way, before I forget, what kind of set it off was when, the, when he was grinding on the girl and rubbing on her and the security guard came over. Uh, v said, fuck you. That was the last thing he said before the security guard threw him out. So, uh, you know, me and the fellas, man, we consumed the rest of the drinks for the rest of the night. And it was dope. It was one of the best times I had. Uh, and I, I will say this much. That night, I drank more than I've ever drank before in life. And I got behind the wheel of a car that I shouldn't have. And fortunately for me, I made it home safely. But I vowed to never drink like that and drive again. Because um, I really, I mean, I, I, I was cognizant of how I was doing it. Because I was at, because what I did was when I left the club, I called Jay Fresh. By this time, Jay Fresh is living in LA. And, um, you know, it was, it was probably about three o'clock in the morning here. So it was 12 there. He was still at the crib. And um, I talked to him all the way home. So I, I, I was fine as far as driving. But looking back on it now, I was, 
way like if I had gotten pulled over, I would have definitely gotten a DUI. And it scared me because I'm like, yo, you should never drive that. You should never drive like that, that intoxicated, um, you know, anywhere. So anyway, make a long story short, I drive and I get into my subdivision. And when I get into my subdivision, I decide to get off the phone with Jay Fresh. And I drive past my house. <laughs> I drive it. I drive past my house, down the street, into the cul-de-sac. And, um, and then I park the car in the cul-de-sac. And I went to sleep like for maybe about 10 minutes. And then I woke up and I'm like, where the hell am I? And so then I drive up drive my driveway, park the car, go home. And this particular weekend, I think my wife and the kids are going out of town. So I was home by myself. And um, I came in the house, man. I had on, I had like some linen pants on. My linen pants, had, and these were dope linen pants. My linen pants were stained. They had like some red, I don't know. I don't know what red, maybe I red wine. Maybe I think I had may spilled on me or something. But I had this big, big ass red stain on the on the knee. I thought I <laughs> thought I cut myself. Uh, nonetheless, ended up crashing. Didn't wash. Didn't take a shower. Nothing. Just funky, dirty, and um, had a ball. So yeah, man. You 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 used to could find me in the club. Uh, nowadays, you know, if I do go out, you know, it'll be me and the wife or me and the crew. It'll just be a lounge. You know, I, I don't do all the loud music. I just I'm just somewhere kicking on some cool out shit. If I can go hit the dance floor, do my two step and then go home, I'm good. I can do that. Uh, clubs, not so much. So can't find me in any more clubs. But back in the day, you definitely could find me in the club. Thanks for checking out another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Uh, I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G's.